Welcome everyone to the Holstein House podcast. I'm the West Virginia woman, Robin of RobinHolstein.com and Holstein House, where my guests get a great night's sleep at a fair rate plus breakfast. This is a podcast that looks at society and culture issues affecting families in West Virginia and the United States, from food preparation and storage, gardening, home repairs, current events, and more. We'll go around the table and back in 60 minutes or less. So let's hang out and talk a while. Good Friday morning, all y'all. It is Friday the 13th, October the 13th, 2023. How are you guys doing this morning? This is uh, episode 106 of the Hosting House broadcast, answering questions on hosting a B&B from your home your food pantry uh, preparation and storage questions and more. Um, today we're it's it's kind of a, a light day. Um, we're just we're going to talk a little bit about uh, managing expectations, some current events, and a little bit of fun. I hope. <laughs> I hope. Be sure to say hello when you get here, even if you're on the replay type in replay. Good morning, Hunter. I'm good. To, glad to see you. How you doing this Friday the 13th? Walking under any ladders yet today? <clears throat> Be sure and say hello, um, you guys, when you uh, get here. Even when you do the replay, please sure and say hello. Because I want to see that you're out there. I want to see your name so I can say hello back to you either today or next week or whenever it is. So Friday the 13th, a day of superstition. Watch out for the black cats and the ladders and all that happy stuff. I don't, I don't pay any attention to superstitions. Um, I kind of, you know, every now and again, we'll goof off. We'll say knock on wood or whatever, but I don't get too tore up about, uh, about that stuff. Don't believe in it really. Can't say the only about the only thing about walking under a ladder is you might knock it over on the and the person that's on it fall. <laughs> but I don't uh, I don't get into that too much. Uh, Hunter says he's on vacation at the Crater of Diamonds in Arkansas. Hey, with the in-law. I think I'm back. <laughs> I think I'm back. Sorry about that. <clears throat> I had the old black screen of death there. I got my phone out to uh, start the hotspot and it came back on. I don't know what's been going on with my internet here recently. Um, probably in the last week or so, it's been really slow and spotty and we get a lot of buffering. Which shouldn't be because we pay for the high dollar, high... Uh, octane internet over here 
But um, as I was saying, Hunter, I've been to the Crater of Diamonds. The husband and I went about eight years ago or so, I think, on one of our big round trips. Uh, we took one of his vacations about 10 days. We did a, did a big loop around a bunch of states and um, went to the Crater of Diamonds. It was really interesting. I hope the weather's good down there, and I hope you find a big old, find enough diamonds so that you can send me one and not even miss it. <laughs> it's uh, it's odd because you don't think about what diamonds actually look like in the rough. They're just ugly little rocks until somebody polishes them up. And, uh, um, oh, what's it called? If you can, you will. It can be a little one. It doesn't have to be a big one. But you you get get everybody else taken care of first. <laughs> um, yeah, until they, they're polished up and they're and they're shaped up and and stuff. You you really don't think about what they actually look like. I've I've seen stories that people have found some really nice nice ones there. Um, I don't know how. To me, it just <laughs> we just. I mean, it was fun. It was fun. But I, what I liked the best was we were coming back from that trip. And I forget the name of the place that we stopped. And um, it's kind of off the beaten track path. But what they do is they, I guess they buy this stuff from South America or something. But you you pan, you, you have, it's like panning for gold, but you're panning for gemstones. Is it Gemstone Mountain? Is it that simple of a title? I want to say it's in um, North Carolina, but I can't swear to it. But you, 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 you pay for like a five-gallon bucket or whatever size you want to get, and you, they have uh, the creek running through, and like a, um, a sluice, and you, you get the, the pan, and you go in there, and they give you a little sheet that says this is what you're supposed to be looking for. I got some really nice emeralds that way. We, um. We had them uh, cut. Um, let's see. How was it? Was it one stone? No, no. It was more than one stone. Um, I think there were two of them. And I didn't know what we were looking for. And we, the guy was showing us. He says, oh, these are emeralds. I said, really? Because you just don't, until they're polished and stuff, you really don't see it unless you know what you're looking for. And we... Um, Got a bunch of garnets. Garnets were odd because they were like little rust balls until they're polished up. But the emeralds uh, were just little little slivers of things. And I had a very nice set of earrings and a matching necklace put together. They are high dollar stones. And I was really excited to get those. But um, I mean, they're not native to that part of the United States. So they bring them in. <clears throat> and... Um, and you, but you, it's fun. It's fun. We had a, we had a ball doing that. <clears throat> so let's go on with everybody else today. Nobody over on the rumble. Streaming over to the rumble as well. So we'll start with around the house. Uh, around the house, talking about the bed and breakfast and the quick camp, which there's not. I don't really have anything going with the quick camp. Probably won't again until spring because the, really the weather's not that great for it. 
Um, I don't have upcoming reservations this week for the uh, guest room. I've kind of got it closed because there's some things I need to take care of that um, that it's going to keep me away from the house a little bit. So it uh, many kind of scheduling was a nightmare. It's really tough to schedule sometimes when you're hosting from your home and um, you need to be here you know, and you have other things going on. But some some weeks it's really sweet and you can just have all kinds of stuff going on um, this week. We've had a couple of appointments um, and there's been some other stuff going on that have kept me from really um, and and taxes. Oh, my gosh. So I had my um, I had my taxes. Um, um, extended. Filing period, I filed an extension for the taxes and had to get that done. I mean, yesterday was the drop deadline and I just. I was losing my mind. I was trying to balance the QuickBooks out, which I don't have a lot on the QuickBooks, but still it's a nightmare. And I was missing some statements and it was taking forever to get them. And I just hate bookkeeping. I really hate bookkeeping. And um, getting all of the documents together is just a pain, royal pain in my backside. And I, it makes me want to shutter the LLCs altogether. It really does because just it's a nightmare. No more that than we do with them I just hate it and uh, I don't know I got it all to the CPA I was kind of waiting to hear back from her um, she's having trouble getting my email I don't get it some days the email goes fine some days it doesn't yesterday she called and asked me about um, some of the statements that I was missing that I didn't realize I was missing um I told her, I said, well, I thought I'd ha answered you. And when I messaged from my phone through the phone into my email account uh, to her, she got that message. But when I went from the desktop through my email account and out, she couldn't get it. And I'm wondering if that's that um, VPN. That VPN, as much as I want to love it, it really messes me up. There are a lot of sites like Etsy. We've talked about this before. When I try to go to Etsy uh, using the VPN, it says too many requests or something. And that's just where it's bouncing around to, to disguise your uh, location, which is what I want. But I wonder if that's what's happening with my email um, to her office, because now her office being a CPA um, is going to be stricter on uh, some of the protocols than what some of the other ones are going to be but it's just a royal pain in my hind end to deal with but I want that protection <laughs> but it is it is just an aggravation so I needed to get that done that's done as far as I'm aware I haven't heard from her this morning I'm going to call her after we're finished here and double check to make sure she's got everything that she needs so that I can be done with that until <laughs> stupid January I need the last two years I filed extensions and I don't like filing extensions, but it's not, the things just don't come together properly for me to get them done the last couple of years. Um, and you're supposed to have all your W-2s and stuff like the husband's job and just have all that stuff with, for, within the first few days of February. And it never happens. It never happens. And we, we just don't. <sighs> 
I'm not going to belabor that. It's just frustrating, but it just doesn't usually come together. And then there's been outside uh, problems that I've had to deal with that have interfered with my ability to schedule all that stuff. And <laughs> it's just so much fun. So much fun. But quick camp. <clears throat> I haven't, I, I'm going to, I think I'm going to keep that closed till spring now. Uh, it's so chilly at night, and uh, so we're entering another period of dampness. Like the next ten days or so, there's a chance of decent chance of rain. Wouldn't hurt someone who is wanting to stop, but it would it would be um, difficult on our our grass on the yard uh, for someone to be um, tenting and have the um, the portageon out there and stuff um, in the in the wet weather. I just think it'd be better not to do it in the wet weather. So by the time this spell, this rain spell of weather rolls through, we'll be pretty consistently below 50 in the nights. And I think that's just enough of that. We'll just close that out for the season. And a lot of the traditional uh, campsites are closed for the season, uh, coming up pretty soon anyway. So I think we'll do that. The guest room, of course, will stay open as much as I can without conflicting schedules. So... Um, we do have some stuff coming up next week, taking dad to a couple appointments. I think it's next. Yeah, it has to be next week because this is what the, this, well, this is Friday the 13th. So yeah, um, next week, dad's got an appointment for his spine. We go to a specialist to check on his spine. And um, we've got stuff at the church, of course. That I'll be. We're back to our. We were. We took uh, Wednesday off this week because of the hot dog sale that we had on Monday. And I think I shared with you, even though it was pre-recorded, I think I shared with you that our hot dog sale went very well for our first time out in several years. I was really happy with that. So um, the we should be back on track for. No, I don't want it by the day. I want it by the month calendar here so I can see what's going on um why is that not there I know that's supposed to... I'm really frustrated with uh google calendar too because I have put appointments in there and they are not coming up they're not syncing something's happening with my google calendar and it makes me want to go back to just regular pen and ink or pen and paper It's truly, truly frustrating. But I know it's the 18th. The 18th, we go to the um, uh, spine specialist for dad and um, have it's a new patient referral. Talk to him about what some of the options are for him and his condition and uh, see if we can get that worked out to get him some relief from his back because he's he did he did drive over to the church for the hot dog sale Monday and came in and sat down and that went well. Um, he had a follow up with his. Um, cardiologist on when no Tuesday Tuesday and we sat I'm sorry but we sat for three stinking hours waiting to get in to see the cardiologist for a follow-up to his heart cath and I'd hit the timer when that doctor walked in and it was two minutes and seven seconds he walked in sat down how you doing no problems breathing let me listen to your chest see you at your next appointment and I actually looked at the man and I said, really? We sat here for three hours for this? 
And he says, well, I'm sorry, you know, it is an office. We are very busy. I said, yeah, I get that. But why, why couldn't we telehealth this? I mean, this was nothing. There was no reason for me to drive down here, pay to park for three hours, sit here for three hours, for two minutes with then what, leave? And he says, well, you know, I said, what happened to telehealth? And he says, well, they stopped that back in March. And he was kind of chuckling. He says, maybe you can call Senator Capito in his, I don't know if it's Pakistani or in Indian or what accent, um, and, and see if you can get that back because they stopped that. And I said, well, I might because I know her. I've met her several times. I've had long conversations with her years ago when I worked for the state and then when I ran for state house of delegates and but um i don't know her i mean i couldn't walk up and say hey you know but um mm, mm, just really 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 ticked me off that we had to spend that kind of time there and especially you know with dad sitting there in his age and he can't hardly get around we had to go in a wheelchair anyway because he doesn't walk very far anymore because of his back and it was just so very frustrating to do that. But anyway, um, there's nothing new on the AirBTC. I had uh, told you guys the other day that I did hear from the founder. I got an email from someone who said they were the founder and said, uh, following their soft launch, that they're, um, they're rebuilding the site and uh, they're not ready to... Um, make the big announcement yet but that supposedly everything's being transferred over we'll see how that goes with it being uh, this time of year, actually in west virginia this time of the year in the next 10 days or so when it's <laughs> going to be rainy um this is is our peak um leaf color and foliage uh season so now and i've noticed it in front of the house you're seeing it's not the it's not quite as subtle of a change in the colorings of the leaves on the uh, trees on the mountains as um, it's a little more it's not the bright brilliant you know uh, colors of autumn but it's definite you're not questioning yourself is that tree changing colors yet you know you're definitely seeing it uh, it uh, should be within the next 10 days that the leaves really, really come into um, the gorgeous colors. Now here in my area, it's hit and miss a lot, whether the trees are beautiful or just kind of go from green to dead. <laughs> and that depends a lot on the amount of rain that we get around the time. I'm, I'm of the feeling, so we're supposed to get some rain this afternoon, this evening. I'm thinking that next week it's really going to be good. The uh, the foliage is really going to be good um, in the higher mountains up uh, in the ski areas of West Virginia. And then we do have ski areas um, and there's some really nice uh, ski lodges and stuff in the Canaan Valley area. Uh, you get some gorgeous, gorgeous colors and, and there's a um, an old time uh, steam locomotive. Uh, in the city of Cass, a little small community of Cass. It's a historical village now, uh, and they run tr they run excursions up. There, it goes up the mountain, and then there's a switchback to go up the rest of the mountain. It's it's really neat, and uh, you have the old-fashioned coal-fired steam locomotive, and you hear the the loud whistle like you hear in the old 
all the TV movies. And uh, it's a gorgeous, it's a haunting sound to hear that when you're on that train. But it's kind of chilly because it's not enclosed. So you got to have a jacket on. But I, I haven't been up to Cass in years, but I would love to go up again and uh, take that trip. Um, it's like a four-hour drive from here. It's just crazy. It's still in West Virginia, but it takes about four hours. No bigger in the state than we are. But it's slow driving, and it's up the mountainside, and, and it's but it's a gorgeous area. My great-grandfather, one or two great-grandfathers, worked at Cass. And um, he, I, I can't recall if Dad said he was a lumberjack or if he was um, like a repairman I think he he was felling trees and stuff um unfortunately it was in a time in our state when they were just basically clear-cutting the mountains so they were taking all that old growth I mean there's photos in at the state culture center of these uh, the trunks of these trees I mean they're just they're as big as a, a Euclid tire just the huge trees they were taken down and he was one of the ones up there there's some kind of family scandal about it that uh, whenever my parents started dating, how'd it go? Was it mom's grandfather? No, it was mom's grandmother, I think, that had worked up there in one of the boarding houses and wanted dad's grandfathers or something like that had been up there and was up <clears throat> well known for his ability to dance <laughs> and so when mom and dad started dating there was some kind of a big-eyed moment in her family about you mean you're related to and they gave i think they called him red uh and then they used some <laughs> language that's not very flattering <laughs> and uh, that so-and-so Red-headed so-and-so. Yeah, yeah, she's, he's related to him. So I, I tease Dad every now and again that maybe I'm, he and Mom are related in more ways than just marriage. <laughs> There's a lot of that in the family tree, a lot of those little stories. And I don't really care. I had a cousin one time try to use a uh, something like that to, to just make me, you know, um, really upset. And I'm like, I don't, it doesn't change who I am. The, there was some, supposedly some incest in the family and uh, the cousin said that doesn't bother you and I said why would it bother me it didn't change who I am you know I it, it, I'm sure it was awful at the time but it doesn't change who I am so this was like I don't know three generations back and it was supposed to be some kind of family scandal I don't care I even had um, one person tell me one time I was doing a little not the official, you know, go get a hold of the birth and death records and the marriage records and kind of stuff, but online uh, genealogy sleuthing kind of stuff. And I had somebody say, you may not want to, may not want to pull up those threads. You may not want to know those stories. And I said, they, I mean, they're not going to hurt me. I mean, even if I come out and found like that, I had a, a serial killer in the family. It doesn't change me. I'm not a serial killer. So um, I eat cereal for breakfast sometimes, but I'm not a cereal killer. So anyway, I don't know how I got over there. <laughs> oh, talking about the trees. Yeah, so we have some really gorgeous, gorgeous uh, mountains. And we're not alone, but uh, there's a lot of the Appalachians. And I'm sure, you know, 
other places in the country that are gorgeous this time of year. Uh, but I just, I really love being home. I don't like the cold. We've had that conversation before. I don't like the cold, but I do like the colors and I kind of like it cool. I mean, and if you're going to have a, a fire, uh, fire pit fire and, uh, I like it cool for that. Not just cool enough to keep the bugs under, but, <laughs> but that's about it. <clears throat> Oh, let's see. Oh, the dogs. I got to take the dogs to the vets. I really need to get that done today. I, today is also dad's INR test day. So I got to go over there after we're finished here. And I actually have one or two episodes that I haven't uploaded to fountain.fm. And I'm really upset with myself over that. But I, I ended up getting distracted and having to take right off after, um, right after I did the, the broadcast. And um, I, sometimes I wish I had help with that. Uh, it would be great. Something else I'm doing just kind of in the generic uh, miscellaneous category. I have, of course, I've been using Noster for a long time. Um, Josh and Brian and, and a few of them uh, helped me get on Noster. And it's an, it's kind of an alternative to uh, to Twitter. And it's there's a lot of folks. Most of the folks there are big Bitcoiners. And, um, and I have loved learning this new protocol and but I've also started to really get frustrated with it because it's a it's a an echo chamber for Bitcoin and don't misunderstand I'm very interested in Bitcoin I'm interested in um, doing more with Bitcoin but it's it's my whole Nostra feed is just rah-rah Bitcoin rah-rah Bitcoin orange pill orange pill rah-rah Bitcoin there's no substance to a majority of the posts that I'm seeing uh, on my Nostra feed. So I'm in the process of going through and culling, C-U-L-L-I-N-G, culling some of those that I am following um, to get some of that out of there. So if there are people who haven't posted in um, two or three months, I'm, I'm unfollowing them. If there's people who... Um, like two weeks worth of posts or rah rah Bitcoin rah rah Bitcoin. I'm 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 unfollowing those. I I want to have a conversation with people there. I mean, if we're going to use this as a a um, um a more free version of Twitter or X then I've, I've got to be able to see people and have conversations. And right now I can't, I can't see them. Uh, because it's all wrong. And some of those early. didn't intend to. I hit that uh, with my twitchy trigger finger. And so I ended up with like 600 people or 600 accounts. I was following all at once. I'm like, oh, that's not what I want to do. And I never did go back through it. So I'm going to have to do that slowly. <laughs> slowly. Um, 
and just peel some of those people away and so that I can get there and have conversation because there's, I, yeah, it's, it's just, um, it's really annoying. I, when I started with Twitter, it was a lot the same, but Twitter was, um, I, we had local meetups for Twitter. So I could go to Charleston. I can meet people in Charleston who had Twitter accounts who wanted to connect. And then by those initial connections, then I could see some conversation with other people. I could pick up, I could follow other people, but it wasn't walking in to a dark room with one account and saying, okay, now how do I find people? And you could have conversations. This was back before Twitter got stupid. Um, and it was in its infancy. Noster is a lot the same. However, with Noster, the clients that I'm using are very frustrating as well. And I, I have a hard time. I have Iris on most of my desktops and the refresh on Iris is just, and, and I started using Snort. Um, and it initially was really good, but now when I try to use it, it's very frustrating on my desktops. So I, I end up coming back to my, my phone and um, using my using my phone and I have um, Primal, Damus and Iris on my phone. Damus I have more reliable uploads with so like with uh, if I'm uploading an image or something I it's more reliable that way. Primal I like Primal it seems to load better and and stuff but I I am um, Iris is still a frustration to me. That's one of the things that I'm doing is trying to cull some of my uh, Nostra's uh, following accounts and um, see if that see if that frees a few things up, see if it flows a little better and see if I can connect a little better. If you're on Nostra, if you go to robinholstein.com and, and find the um, contacts page, you'll see my pub key there and you can you can add me. I mean, a pub key is is like eight million characters long and. Um, and it's there's <laughs> I it should it may be even it may even be in the uh, description. I've had it in my descriptions. I've I've changed how I've done some of the descriptions, but it may be down there as well. So uh, you may be able to look at the description of the um, today's show and um and 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 get it too. So there's not been a whole lot of changes in the projects uh, that we're working on. I, I have to buckle down, but I, there's a lot, like I said, there's a lot going on still that uh, I can't, I really can't get to. I've got to get the, uh, uh, what we call, lovingly call the doghouse cleaned out. Um, if I can get it cleaned out, then I can move some things out of Ramsey House. The doghouse is just full of old things that need to be donated, really. And it's just a matter of getting my truck backed in there and, and doing that. Um <laughs> It's not the truck, it's the car. Something else I let go. You know, I told you that I had um, uh, filed an extension on my taxes. <clears throat> you know, you can't really file an extension on your license vehicle registration. <laughs> so if you don't renew it, you just don't renew it. <laughs> I got busted yesterday by the city cops in Charleston for not having my uh, uh, registration on on the on the car updated it with. So having expired registration. And then when he walked up to the car, he said, you also don't have an inspection sticker. And I just kind of sat there, which I knew I didn't have an inspection sticker. West Virginia still requires an inspection sticker. 
but I didn't have one because I was hoping they'd do away with it and then it wouldn't be a big deal. And then that didn't happen. And then I didn't get it because I had had a chipped window and windshield and I had to get it replaced. And I've been scooting along for a while without an inspection sticker. And, and it was the, and it was a triple play because he said license and registration. Of course, I, I handed him the registration with the insurance and he says, your registration's dead. Your insurance is dead and you have no sticker on your inspection sticker. <laughs> I said, no, wait a minute. No, I have insurance. I do have insurance. I didn't have the right card in there though. <laughs> so, <laughs> I got, I got a, um, what did he call it? A fix it ticket. Is that what I think it's what he called a fix it ticket uh, for the registration and the inspection sticker. And a warning for speeding because I was, you were doing 51 in a 50 mile zone. I'm like, I started to say what? But I knew I was busted for the other stuff. So I just kept my mouth shut. <laughs> I should be ashamed of myself, but honestly, it just was busy. I've just been busy. But my truck's no better because my truck inspection sticker's dead too. So. <laughs> There's just stupid taxes is all they are. The inspection there. I mean, there's you. It's so I get why they have inspection stickers. I, I get why they they insist on having because they don't want people driving down the road and then having a wheel fly off and killing somebody. You know, I get it. But I did have my seatbelt on. <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyway, if you're watching, please say hello. Say hello in the comments. Uh, I really appreciate it. I'd like to be able to, to say hello back to you. And uh, and then, you know, if you have a comment, a polite comment. I mean, you can be, it can be a constructive criticism, but just don't be foul. <laughs> so my vehicles, I got to go get. I have to get the license and registrations before I can go get the inspection stickers. So, and I did, I did dig out the right insurance card. But uh, yeah, there was some talk about getting rid of the inspection stickers here in West Virginia. And I just, I just didn't, I just didn't do it. Uh, still obviously doing the twice weekly um, live videos. I, I, I really want to continue doing it, but I just am running into these scheduling conflicts that I just don't know what to do. And it, it, it does keep me, it does take a lot more time to put these together. And then even if, even like a day like today, when there's not that whole lot going on, um, you got to put it together. You got to stream it. You got to upload it to like fountain and stuff, which is a lot easier when you use StreamYard because you can download the audio. You don't have to rip the audio, but um, I don't know. It's just really, it's just really tough to decide. I, I need, there's some other things that I need to be doing. Um, we'll see. I, I haven't done a good video in a long time. Well, I did, I did some videos on the, uh, on the, on the trailer that I did the uh, hayride thingy or the farm stand looking thing for the selfie, uh, selfie shot. And I do have it sitting in the front yard now so that it's a it's a decoration down the front yard <laughs> but uh i did piece videos together for that i i didn't do very well with them but i did piece videos together for that uh well so the gardens um 
garden is over. I haven't started any uh, indoor seeds or anything. I haven't moved my strawberry plants in yet either. I've read where I need to make sure that they, they get um, exposure to the cold, not a frost, but a, a cold, a very a pretty cold evening um, to harden them up and put them, I guess, kind of dormant um, before I bring them in. So I need to do that. The uh, the chickens are still doing chicken stuff. The ducklings. Um, hey, I think, did I tell you? So they're both laying now. Both ducklings, hens are laying now. Um, and the eggs are the size of a, a medium to large ch chicken egg. So I'm kind of disappointed there because I'm used to getting the pecan eggs that are just really giant. But these these are okay. They're fine. I'm not complaining. It may be because they're still so young. We'll wait and see how that goes. I'm not too tore up about it. So I need to get, I uh, need to see if my guy's going to buy the duck eggs as well as the chicken eggs. And I think I'll adjust the price down. I was asking when I had the pecan eggs, of course, they were a lot bigger. Um, I was asking a lot more per dozen on them. I think I'll dial these back to about what? Pretty close, maybe a dollar more on a dozen um, because they really, they really don't cost any more to produce, you know, but um, they're a better egg. They're a richer egg, which is kind of the reason that they're uh, worth more. But, um, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, keep eggs for me and uh, make them pay for themselves. So, but I, I was excited that the girls are both, uh, the young girls are both uh, laying now. I don't know what kind of duck they are. They're definitely a mix. Uh, if they were chickens, you'd call them a barnyard mix. I don't know if you do that for ducks or not. But um, the mama duck and the daddy duck are apparently not the same breed. Although I thought they were. So the daddy duck, um, I'm pretty sure was roan. He looked a lot like a mallard, and my understanding is that that's what Rowan's look like. The mama duck, poor old thing, she uh, is more like a khaki Campbell. And so these are kind of mixed up ducklings. Um, the older ducks have not laid in months. They have not laid since mama duck's second clutch of eggs that um, we tried to move, and it didn't work, and that was... May, I think it was, in May. So she hasn't laid eggs since May. And I don't know if that's it or she's just going to hit and miss here and there, but she there hasn't been anything since then. Hi, Stephanie. It's good to see you. I guess just hope you're still there. Uh, I know that uh, we've had a couple come on and, and go off real quick. We've had a couple over on Rumble come and go, too. How are you? hope you're doing all right down there where you're at Stephanie not a whole lot going on that's you know really exciting and new so we kind of talked a little bit one of the things that I mentioned that we talk about uh, was setting boundaries and I had asked on Monday if um, if you had issues with setting boundaries or if you were good at setting boundaries and these kind of boundaries I'm not talking about anything illegal I'm talking about how when um, when people um, ask too much of you and that kind of goes into the I also mentioned that we would uh, we would talk about expectations and 
I, I am finding, actually have found <laughs> over the years, I have found um, the more that you help people, the more they expect you to help them. Uh, and the more you do for them, not everyone, but the more you do for people, the more they expect you to do for them. And setting boundaries and being able to say no is a very important um, skill, if you want to call it a skill. Uh, but it it's an act that we need to be more comfortable doing and just flat saying no and not falling for the well, but why not? I ran across... Okay, well, really ran, ran across, but I experienced recently, um, I do a lot for the church, and I love doing it for the church, and I, I, I believe that part of my calling is to help keep that church open until whatever God has decided to do with the church, he's going to do. And I have taken on several roles there to um, help keep keep things going and I find that the more that I have done that the more people expect me to to do or to add to what I'm already well you're already doing this why don't you go ahead and do something else the um, hot dog sale I'll use for an example it, right, went well I'm not complaining about it at all is as an example there were um, there was uh, comments about not enough signage well you need a sign here and you need in there you need signs all here there's only one of me and i can only be in one place at a time i designed not i mean they weren't awesome they were basic i designed basic flyers and half flyers um, for folks to pass around and to get to have put up in windows of storefronts to share with neighbors and things like that. I, uh, I crafted a sign to put up uh, at, at the entrance of town and I put a sign up at the church and it just didn't seem to be enough for some people. So instead, uh, what I wanted to say was, well, go ahead and make some. You know, but I didn't say that because that would have been mean and rude. Plus, it was too late anyway. <laughs> but one thing that um, I, we were discussing, and this comes, this does come around to um, expectations. We, in class, in my uh, CLM class, we were talking, last time, we were talking about um, the roles of the members of the church. And we're talking about at the organizational level and not just sitting in the pews. And how much ministers and lay people and pastors were um, responsible or, or tasked with doing. And one of the things that I said um, to the group was, I really believe that the membership uh, should have ownership of most of the um, tasks that have to happen in the church. What this does, and I'm going kind of out and around to come back around to this, what this does is 
the the pastor if we talk the pastor the minister has has a specific role but it's not to run the church it's to shepherd the church it's to keep the church on target not to do all of the all of the tasks the 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 minister or the pastor should not be the one making all of the decisions. We're going to have a hot dog sale. We're going to have Bible study. We're going to have a clothing drive. These are things that we've all done at my church. We're going to have a food closet or a food pantry. We're going to take, you know, just all of these. Those are things that the, um, the makeup, the members of the church should be doing. And so, the expectations should be that the the pastor or the minister should should expect that the membership take ownership of their different roles then the the church's expectation is that the pastor will do all this And this, then there's a, there's there's a little conflict there, and you have to you have to work through that, and you work through that by redefining expectations. You you would not expect a dog to climb a tree like a cat. You would not expect a cat to bark like a dog. We don't expect children to well. I mean, I guess you used to, but we don't expect children to work in factories anymore. And we have to we have to expect our leaders to do certain things and then we have to expect that we are to do certain things. I am I am expected to um, take care of my household. I am expected to take care of my father. I have taken on the, the challenge at the church. So there's expectations there, but I have to be able to say, no, I'm not going to do this, whatever this is. Uh, let's say, um, well, as a, as a certified, uh, lay minister, I'm, I can't do baptisms. So I can't be expected to do baptism, although uh, the membership may expect me to do that. You have to clarify those things and you have to say, no, we can't do this. In our, in our private lives, we, we sometimes let people make too much expectations of us. Our adult children should not expect us to continue to provide their every need taking out of the context special needs circumstances. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. We should not expect as grown adults, someone else to take care of us. And as grown adults, we should expect that we take care of ourselves. So when a situation arises where A senior citizen is taking care of some, 
someone else that might also be a senior citizen, a grown adult or two, uh, that has to be addressed. I know I'm all over the place. I, I'm trying to be, um, well, that's not working. Let me not do that. Let me do it this way. We should not, let me stick with this. We should not expect other people, especially adults, should not expect other adults to take care of them in the manner of parent-child. Uh, now, when you're, when you're married or you're in, a, in a, a relationship with someone and you're taking care of each other, that's one thing. Adults should not expect their parents to be taking care of them. If you are in your 20s or above, you should not be living off of your parents. But parents should also be saying, hey, you, you need to get out on your own. As hard as it can be, you have to get out on your own. We have become a nation that expects, you know, we, we, have, we have 26, 28-year-old children in colleges. We're calling them kids. They're not kids. They're adults. And we're, we're toying with uh, paying off their student debt, right? As a nation, we've got we, our president saying, oh, "We're going to—it's—it's terrible for these folks. We're going to pay off their student debt." No, you're not—you're—you're you're teaching them to expect to be taken care of. As an adult, you should be responsible for your decisions. Now, if you say, "Well, that's not right," because they were 18 when they started college, that's a different conversation. Then you get to the expectation, you expect the, the principals and the student uh, counselors and stuff at the high school level to teach these kids, okay, if you're wanting to go to college, you're wanting to be an engineer, here's what, here's what it's going to cost you. It, the parents aren't, the, if, if the school counselor is, uh, the guidance counselor is, is helping the kids decide based on their performances at school, what career path to take then they should be teaching them what the costs and benefits are going to be. You're going to spend this much in college tuition and books, and you're going to make this much a year, and you're going to have to pay this back if you get a student loan. Parents should be behind that saying, yep, you know, you if you're going to go to college, you're going to have to put the bill. We have a way of over-expecting uh, out of people all of the time. We we expect people to do way too much and then we expect them to do not enough. I have, I have had to start reining in and saying no so that people will stop expecting so much out of me. And it's, it's not easy. And that's, that's kind of how I'm rambling around here is because I'm also trying to, trying to talk through uh, a way to do this. So when I'm doing all of these things out here, uh, you know, be between the house, between the, um, uh, the, the Airbnb, between the pets, between my dad, between the church, all of these things, there comes a time when you have to say, nope, I'm not going to do this. And it's hard to do. It's hard to look someone in the face and say no. And then have them say, well, why not? Well, I don't have to tell you why not. It's just that's my answer is no. And just as it's not easy to explain, 
this will go down in history as one of the worst episodes ever. <laughs> but uh, it's not easy to explain. It's also not easy to enforce. And for us to say, I'm not going to do this and just stop right there and not be pressured into, well, why? Well, why? Well, why? I have a, uh, I have a uh, situation that I'm dealing with now where this is, where this, and it's kind of another reason why I'm kind of jumbling and stumbling around here. I'm trying not to get um, divulged too much, but there's an expectation that things can continue to go on the way they have always gone. And the answer is going to be no. And then the fallout from no. I'm sorry. This is not a very good, I haven't, I haven't approached this at all well today. Um, we should learn to say no and to lower the, and lower the demands on our time. Oh no, Stevie, I know I'm all over the place. Um, I keep coming back to the church as the example because it's just the, the most current, the most current. Um, our clothing, uh, our clothing giveaway that went along with the, um, the hot dog sale on Monday, I expected, <laughs> I expected the clothing to be dropped off around noon Friday, last Friday, a week ago. They expected to be able to drop them off anytime. And so I was expected to come back to the church. I was actually downtown. Um, it was, oh, well, we're here. Come let us in. Well, no, I can't. We agreed on noon. Oh, well, we, and that, that falls under com communications in a way as well. But, um, the expectation was that I was there free at any time and I had to say, no, I'm not. I'll have to make other arrangements. You'll have to wait. And so I had to get a hold of one of the other ladies to come to the church and uh, let them in. Now, then the the clothing didn't sell and they said, or sell, it was a giveaway. Not everything was given away. And the expectation was we were going to keep all these clothes. And I said, no we're not ready to keep all these clothes. We don't have the facility to keep all these clothes. Well, we thought you were going to start a clothing closet. I said, we want to do that, but we're not ready for that. So saying no hurt me because I want to be able to have our church offer a clothing closet. But I had to stand the ground and say no, because we're not ready for this yet. So while they expected us to do this, we are not ready and we have to say no. The next expectation was that we would be able, we would be there today to, for their truck to come and pick up the clothing. And I said, I can't do that today. I can't do that. How about Wednesday? No, we can't do it Wednesday. We can only do it on Fridays. I said, well, we'll have to discuss it. So you have, there's a, 
when people expect too much out of you or expect more out of you than you're willing it and it is a communications issue but it's 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 a communication in you have to you have to be able to to know and to say no or to say yes you have to be able to to do these things so in I am still waiting as of as of now it's almost 11 o'clock I'm still waiting to hear from the person who's supposed to arrange for the clothes to be picked up. I don't know if she expects me to be here at her at the drop of a uh, 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 drop of a hat. But I can't be. I have other things to do. So that 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 absolutely went off the rails. It was it was a really really sad uh a really, really sad discussion. And I apologize. You get what you paid for today, which was you didn't get a lot. Let me just move along and say, we need to work on, um, re, uh, we need to work on other, other people understanding what realistic expectations of us are to be. We should not be accepting everything and agreeing to do everything because then we're going to be expected to do everything from then on out. It's just, let me, I guess, gotta stop. If I could, if I could chop this recording up, I would and just cut that whole segment out because that did not go well at all. Let me, let me go over and do something different because that's absolutely terrible. Uh, I did see into which a little bit of local news. Let me let me do this, um, and I'll try, I'll do better next time on that uh, expectations thing. Oh come on, load load, will you? So um, it looks like West Virginia is going to be. And I'm sorry to have my head turned. I've got uh, I've got one to read over here. West Virginia just announced Senators uh, Manchin and Capito announced West Virginia is selected as the new home for the Appalachian Regional Hydrogen Hub. Oh, yay, hydrogen. Uh, U.S. Um, U.S. Senate Energy Natural Resources Committee announced that the U.S. Department of Energy has selected the Appalachian Regional Clean Hydrogen Hub. Uh, to be placed in West Virginia for up to $925 million in federal support under the bipartisan infrastructure law that will bring Hydrogen Hub to West Virginia. Senator Manchin's bipartisan infrastructure law included 8 billion, with a B, regional clean hydrogen hubs to jumpstart production, transport, and use of clean hydrogen across the U.S. as a hydrogen hub selectee the ARCH2, which is that um, Appalachian Regional Clean Hydrogen Hub, will develop a network of hydrogen-based energy and product manufacturing in West Virginia. I don't, um, I don't know a lot about hydrogen I, and, and the product. I don't, but I thought this was falling off. I thought this was passe. I didn't think hydrogen uh, energy was a thing anymore. Shows you where I've been. Um, let me see if I can find. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It just says that West Virginia was selected. I don't see anything about 
exactly where yet. Uh, and hub funding. Uh, the Appalachian Regional Clean Hydrogen Hub will play a major role in accelerating the adoption of hydrogen technologies in West Virginia and across the United States. Based in West Virginia, it also includes Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Kentucky. Sounds like the, along the Ohio River. Uh, it takes advantage of the region's abundant natural gas resources to produce economic blue hydrogen at scale. Economic blue hydrogen. I don't know what blue hydrogen is. Uh, it, in parallel, will also deploy green hydrogen to accelerate hydrogen end-use market growth. Uh, oh, examples of the uh, project under con consideration. Uh, manufacturing assembly of elect electrolysis equipment to produce hydrogen from electricity and water. Production of hydrogen and ammonia using captured coal mine methane from abandoned mines. Hydrogen distribution to supply fuel cell powered truck, fuel cell powered trucks, buses, and other vehicles. Hydrogen use as a fuel for industrial manufacturing. Pipeline infrastructure to transport hydrogen and natural gas hydrogen blends. Underground facilities to store carbon dioxide capture during blue hydrogen. But I thought that carbon capture thing fell apart too. Hydrogen producers, supplier, and equipment manufacturers, including Plug Power, Fidelis New Energy, Air Liquid, L I Q U I D E. Clearway Energy Group, First Mode, Independent Hydrogen, and Key, Key State Energy. Industrial and manufacturing companies that will use hydrogen includes Adam Fork Industry, Dominion Energy, Kimmores, which is the old DuPont, Hoglick Aggregates, and Watt Fuel Cells. Mm -hmm. Well, there's all the universities and, and community and technical colleges. Uh, leading technology firms and universities include Marshall WVU, Blue Ridge Community Technical, Bridge Valley Community Technical, Mount West Community College, Pierpont Community Technical, West Virginia Community Technical, West Virginia State University, National Energy Technology Lab, Allegheny Science and Technology, Battelle, GTI Energy, and TRC Companies. Eh. I just, that's funny. Funny isn't peculiar because I thought hydrogen, like I said, was, was in the crapper. I guess not. It's worth several hundred billions of dollars. A uh, longtime Democrat, former lawmaker and House Minority Leader Doug Scaff. Now, Doug Scaff has been in politics for a coon's age. He's about my, he's a little younger than me, I think. Um, He's been in the House, West Virginia House of Delegates forever. He got in trouble for DUI, lost his seat for a couple years, and then came back. But he resigned his position um, in the House of Delegates just oddly, and then just apparently recently has switched from Democrat to Republican. Now, <laughs> says Doug Scaff, a former Democrat lawmaker and House Minority, 
minority leader as of the summer announced Thursday he switched his voter registration to Republican Party and was launching a campaign for Secretary of State. <laughs> yeah. There's, these Democrats have a way. Our current governor was a Democrat, and then he switched right after Trump got elected. Made his announcement on Metro News Talk Line with Hoppy Kerchival, press release, an honor to serve, Secretary of State. It's just because he, yeah, he can't get out of. This is a total move. President of HD Media, owner of several newspapers, including the Charleston Gazette Mail, which is a crappy newspaper in my opinion these days. He owns his family's building material supply company. Yeah, he's he's milked the, the the Democrats as long as he can milk them. He sees them not coming back. That's what he's doing. I mean, he's an okay person. I don't know. Don't have any issue with him one way or another. Um, the only other thing uh, what, that I wanted to touch on, and then I'm going to let you go graciously and and, and <laughs> end your misery. It's just really been a great. It's Friday the thirteenth. Oh. Um, so our West Virginia Attorney General Patrick Morrissey has joined with West Virginia Republican Party, which Morrissey's already a Republican, uh, and attorneys for Republican President Donald Trump in making a motion to dismiss a lawsuit meant to keep Trump off the state's 2024 Republican primary ballot. In a filing Thursday, Attorney General's office representing the state of West Virginia filed a motion to dismiss the lawsuit filed last month by Texas resident and write-in presidential candidate John Anthony Castro. Castro is seeking a federal court order prohibiting Trump from being placed on the 2024 Republican primary ballot in West Virginia, arguing that the 14th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution prevents Trump from holding future federal offices. Look, I don't care whether you support Trump or not. That, that's not what I want to talk about here. What I want to talk about is just real brief, because we've already gone over an hour. <laughs> you know, I like to stay to an hour, is the the misuse of our judicial system to force political views. And I mean, Trump, he has every right to run. And if people want to vote for him, let him vote for him. We've had people write in from how uh, was it? Two or three terms ago, uh, presidential terms ago, there was some guy that was in jail that, that was trying to get on ballots. And he, I think he did get on ballots. Let the people decide their own leadership, okay? If, if, if the majority of people end up electing uh, Trump, accept the loss. Just accept it and move on, will you please? Instead of instead of trying to inflict the rest of us with your personal beliefs that you, because you don't like the man, you don't want him on the ballot. I don't like Biden, but I don't I'm not going to stand here and tell you you don't have a right to vote for the. Oh, codger. I don't like a thing that Biden has done in office. But he's got every right now. Do I think the Democrats should have, you know, um. Uh, RFK Jr., you know, he's he's now gone third party so that he can try to get, he couldn't, the Democratic Party, party, it's not a government agency, it's a private organization, would not, will not hold debates, will not entertain anyone other than the current sitting president. Now, we didn't have that with the former president. He had challengers and there was debates and there was others. You, you don't, 
this type of nonsense as needs to stop. We need to stop being crybabies. We need to learn to be good winners and good losers. And this, the, whether you like the man or not, that's not the way. If you, you don't try to stop somebody from being on the ballot. You need to go and try to prove why you're better than them and should get their vote. It's just so dumb. Wears me out. Cancel that. Um, I I am so tired of people using our legal system, tying up the legal system with junk when there are all kinds of legitimate legal issues that need to be resolved. But you can't get a case through because what? Because there's all this other junk in the way. Anyway, I'm going to stop there. It's been painful enough this morning. <laughs> I've got to get better at that. I've, um, I get, I, I've had, I get these things. See, I don't have time. I, I don't have time to, to flesh them out properly. And um, that's another reason why, you know, having two episodes a week, maybe I need to dial that back probably. And just, uh, I'll just go to one because it's just, uh, it's, it's silly. I'm just not being productive and um, oh, my nose is itching and it's just rambling and you don't, you don't want to listen to me ramble. You want to hear something of, a, of, of substance and I, yeah, I need to provide that to you. I really do. So I'm going to stop there. I really appreciate it. Stephanie. Thank you for hanging out as long as you did Hunter. Thank you for uh, stopping in while you're on vacation. And uh, I think a couple, I think you guys have already dropped off, but that's okay. Cause I don't blame you. I don't blame you, but I'm going to cut it off there. And if, um, if you would, uh, the plan is to have a show on Tuesday. So if you would, I will do my best. I will do my best to have a much better show for you on Tuesday. I apologize. And you guys take care. Have a good weekend. All right. We'll see you on Tuesday. Bye-bye. So there you have it. Post your comments, do all that boosting, liking, sharing, thumbs up, and stuff that helps spread the word and poke the algorithms. Follow me on most of the big social media platforms and look for my name, Robin Holstein, or Holstein House. Till next time, bye bye.